Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ruminations of Ratma. Today, Ow! I Sorry. am your host, Brendan, the New Blood, aka Mr. Reach Around. Is that what it was? Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Like it's grown on me. Like the more I hear it, I like it. Yeah. Uh, today, with us, as always, two men who are actually looks like they're holding hands. Um, that, that, that's really what it looks like for me. Um, we have the paranormal entity himself, the paranormal activity, the ghost of the Ruminations Radio Network. We have Ian with Tweez. Man, I want you to host more. My introductions <laughs> just keep getting better. Holy. Can't um, wait for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually holding uh, this really shitty uh, Gatorade Grape Zero Sugar um, bottle, and that, that's what I was holding. Mm. Um, going through those, um, trying to get rid of them. Um, yeah. Why are you trying to get rid of them? Do you not like... They're terrible. Ah. Worst Gatorade flavor. Gatorade Zero, I mean, it's good if you're mixing it with something, but I haven't been into hard liquor in a while, so it's just nothing to me have you ever really been in a hard liquor though yeah absolutely actually that's we went on uh yeah we went on our whiskey run total wine yeah yeah all time interesting that was that was a great it was a great good time thing. good times <laughs> <laughs> well ian what have you been up to there's a movie that we both watched that i'm very curious to hear your thoughts about although that i did i know of us watched I, I noticed you changed your rating on it too um, I did. Do you want me to talk about that first, or you could you can talk about whatever first? I I do want to talk about that though. So I finished the Batman and Son like family saga or whatever it was, the animated films, uh, which is Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin, uh, Batman Bad Blood, and Batman Hush. Um, first two movies, great. Love Damian Wayne. Wayne, yeah, love his character. Um, he's great. He's probably one of my favorite uh robins now after after those movies um so proud of you right now <laughs> but um batman hush just the reveal it's 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 bad it's a bad reveal i've only read the comic i haven't seen the animated movie yeah the comic is probably I, I looked up who it was, who he was in the comic, and that makes a lot more sense. In the movie, it looks like they just ditched that idea and was like, we're going to take this in a different route. And it's a really bad reveal, in my opinion. Well, yeah, before you watched the film, I told you, like, the Hush villain in the comic is, like, yeah. super badass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who he is revealed to be, it is... Uh, I don't even know who's supposed to be in the animated movie. I haven't seen it. It is anti-badass. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Um, just picked up that. Um, Junji Ito's Black Paradox. Read that. Super Japanese. Super weird. Um, and then I watched Barbarian. Which we will all talk about, um, I'm assuming, with our last customer. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> and also... We have with us Kyle. It's your boy. <laughs> boy with a K. Um, 
<clears throat> so last episode, I was talking about how I was on a little bit of a hiatus from movies. <clears throat> I got um, a little back in. I watched the uh, um, films, my comfort films. Uh, but first, I just want to say that um, if you follow the Red Rum uh, cinematic universe of sorts, our lore, uh, you'll know that I've pretty much been established as um, the dad of Ruminations of Red Rum. And these are my children. These are my sons. So um, as a ritual now, I will be drinking a dad's old-fashioned root beer on every cast. I'm a big fan of this, and uh, I'm kind of surprised I haven't done it sooner. But cheers. Is I, I would assume that that's not an alcoholic root beer. No. No, oh, okay. it's just a, a good-ass root beer. Um, but that being said, uh, I watched a Takashi Nomura film, uh, A Cult is My Passport. Oh, yeah. And I watched this specifically because I saw a Twitter post of a amazing shot from the movie. Me too. And that one shot from the movie made me want to watch the whole film. <laughs> so I added it to my watch list. I had some downtime, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just fucking fire this up. It was on um, Arrow Vi- No. Criterion. So I had it. And uh it was good. I enjoyed it. It's good. A uh, cult is my passport. It's very um first I think that the soundtrack is almost too good for the movie. <laughs> I don't think it almost deserves the soundtrack that it has. It's really cool. Jesus. Yeah, just watch it. Um but it's very James Bond. It's very like um spaghetti western in theme. Uh that shot does not translate through for the rest of the movie. There's some good cinematography, but that specific scene does stand out among the entire film. I thought I was going to enjoy this a little bit more than I did. I gave it a three and a half stars, but um, I was hoping for a four on this one. I thought I was going to get a four on this one. And the way it starts is really strong, really Kyle, and I was very, very excited. The main theme is really cool, like really, really fucking cool. Um, but I highly suggest anybody that's into um detective film noir james bondy kind of stuff to go check it out it's cool um and then i i grinded through um george romero's films starting with uh land of the dead which is his early 2000s film with that got crazy high budget um and went on to his two films that are sequels to each other, like direct sequels to each other, which is Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead, which I fucking love those movies, man. They're, they're great. They're... Go ahead. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they, they got some charm to him, man. And I really respect George Romero because he's been like on record in a bunch of interviews saying like, he hates high budget shit. He wants to go back to like independent filmmaking. This was like people look at these two films like, oh man, these are the last two things before he made before he died. That sucks. But to him, this was probably the most fun he had before he died. Like this is like what what he could have done before he went out and made himself the most happy. And I think it did. And I'm really cool, or I'm really happy about that. I think they're really cool. Um, and then yeah, I've just been grinding Modern Warfare too. Um, I'm really enjoying that game. It feels way better than the beta. Um, I'm almost done with the campaign. The campaign is way, uh, 
it's it's really underwhelming. I I was hoping it would be a lot better than it is, but it's it doesn't hold a candle to the original Modern Warfare 2 campaign, in my opinion. They don't utilize the characters that everybody loves. The way the first reboot Modern Warfare ended was Task uh, uh, Task Force 141, like Soap, um, fucking Ghost, and Price, and everybody were getting together, and and Gaz, and they're like, all right, here we go, the, the forming of the group. And then the second one starts, and like, they're all in different parts of the country. They don't work together. They're not together. They're not. It's just. It's the whole thing. It's. It's all over the place, and it's messy and unfortunate. But maybe it'll come together at the end. I'm at the end. So do. Oh, hey, you know. Hey, you know. I don't know. But I'm just. It was all right. But there's some really cool set pieces. There is some cool levels and stuff, um, or missions, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'm digging that, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Brennan, what have you been up to? Mm. Well, I've only watched one movie, well, technically two movies this week. Uh, but before we kind of all share our thoughts on Barbarian, um, I am currently in the middle of covering the new season of American Horror Story for Horror Obsessive, um, season 11. NYC. I didn't talk about this last week. Um, I don't know why I forgot to. But it's uh it's it's fine. It's fine. It's um very uh and I don't have a problem with it, but it is uh very sexual. Very sexual. There I think I have seen more gay sex in this show than I have seen in any movie or other TV show that I've watched. It's, it's a lot. Um, what is it called again? Uh, NYC, NYC. NYC. Yeah. It, uh, it, yeah. It takes place in 1981, uh, following the LGBTQ plus community. Um, there is a serial killer on the loose who is loosely based on a real life serial killer, uh, who is targeting gay men the police aren't taking it seriously and the lead detective on the case is gay. Um, uh, his, uh, his captain is played by, um, uh, the guy who plays, uh, Kumar Kalpen. Is that his name? <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's a very, very, he's, I think he's huh? actually gay too. Is he in real life? Yeah. Oh, good hmm. for him. He's, um, man, I wish I was gay. He's the Indian guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's gay in real life. I'm, oh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, he he drops I quite a few, matters. He, just, he drops quite cool. a few F bombs. Yeah. Um, but uh oh. he he plays a very homophobic uh police chief. I mean, it, it's New York in the 80s. Um yeah. Wait, it, he's gay in real life, but he's playing a like homophobic chief. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um but the uh there's two side stories uh one of them is about a newspaper called the native which i think is supposed to be a play on the village voice um it's a, a lgbtq plus newspaper that only focuses on gay men which has um the uh a group of lesbians very pissed off um and the other subplot is this really just weirdly placed idea of uh do you guys know what fire island is 
Sounds familiar. It's um, is that the, the, the lapper, Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> is that the the concert that uh, Ja Rule hosted? No, that's Firefest. Um, Fire Island is gotcha. easy um, mistake though to make. <laughs> is, uh, Fire Island is. I think it's off off the coast of Stat, Stat, Long Island. I think. Um, which is what's uh, the difference? It's uh, <laughs> one of them's Long and one of them's Staten. Um. Uh, it's a it's a very um, LGBTQ plus uh, heavy vacation spot in New York. Um, so the deer on that island are uh, experiencing Lyme Lyme disease, and it's kind of coinciding with this um, rash that a lot of gay people in New York are getting at this time. So I can't because eighty one is right around the time that the HIV AIDS epidemic started. So I'm not sure if they're going to take it in that direction. But this whole I did a shit ton of research. Um, there's this false Sounds conspiracy like theory about the Operation Paperclip experiments on Plum Island in Connecticut, where they were uh, genetically Say that three times really fast. Operation you, you Paperclip on Plum Island. Opera. No. Opera. <laughs> Opera. Operation um, Paper, Plum Island. <laughs> yeah, so uh, on, on, on Plum Island, all of these uh, ticks that were being experimented on got released. And this is a real uh, thing. yes, this is a real oh. thing. And a lot of people made this conspiracy theory that that's how Lyme disease got started in America when in fact it Ooh. was it was found three years before any of these ticks were experimented on. So there's this interesting uh, kind of social commentary thing that they're doing about uh, scientific misinformation and how it's making diseases worse. Um, it feels a little ham-fisted, but it's mm. it's interesting nonetheless. But Barbarian, I liked it. Cool. And this has been another episode of Rumination. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I feel like you guys, I, Kyle. I feel like you didn't like this movie. I mean, he, Ian gave it a four. Talk to me initially. Yeah, yeah. I oh, did four you it. I did. Yeah, I give yeah, it a three and a half yeah. stars. Oh. Talk about it. Um, I mean, compared to what's been coming out and what I the, the horror movies that I've seen this year, it's definitely better than all I've seen. Um, but like sleeping on it, it's uh. Mm. it's just missing something it's just missing something you know i i said in my review uh it was a joke review but um it's like a resident evil dlc uh resident evil 7 dlc and uh, i think he said eight yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter I, I corrected i corrected i edited, <sighs> I edited it um but uh if this was like connected to a, another franchise i think it would do a lot better or in my mind, it's it's doing very well, and it has a lot of um, it's getting a lot of praise and high ratings. But um, for me, if this was like connected to the Resident Evil franchise, and it, if it was like a side story, that would be sick. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Brennan, what do you think about it? I really enjoyed it. I I I didn't know what to expect. I heard nothing but but good praise about it. Good praise about it, and that it was you know intense and different. And I, I enjoyed the whole thing. I thought that um, every new thing that they threw your way, I, re I, I loved um, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, daddy. Um, he could spit in my mouth. Uh, the, the lead girl. Um, oh, daddy. She could spit in my mouth. Um, 
And then uh, Justin Long, uh, who daddy, he could spit. Oh, he's a, I, I um, almost created another tag in my review uh, for Zaddy Long. Oh, God damn. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I loved every direction the film took. Like when they introduced that weird basement with the camera, um, I, I like how it kind of expects you to think one thing and then they just completely like upend any expectations you could have with the reveal of uh of baby boop and also richard brake come on he's richard brake i i love him i feel like whether he's in a rob zombie movie or game of thrones he always gives it 100 percent um and i think that he deserves to be uh more popular than i think he might be but you're he's in this dude in 31 right yeah gotcha yeah no i got excited when he was on screen too I love him. I think he's great. And the, the makeup that they did on him to make him look elderly at the end, I thought I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, no, I did too. It was very Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Kyle, hit, hit us with your thoughts, because... Hit me with you. I'm too... Okay. Um, I, I thought this movie was great. Um, I really, really liked this movie. Um, I like how it played with your expectations literally the entire movie. Um... It had great humor. Um, it didn't try to uh, hit you over the head with it, but it 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 like had some dark humor as well. I loved when he started doing checking the square footage of the bucket mm-hmm. beans. That was amazing. <laughs> and he was like, he was just moving the bed of blood and like everything, <laughs> just yeah. going through it. And I was like, this guy just he doesn't give a shit. He just like wants to get more money. He wants to get out of his hole. I just thought that whole scene was really fucking funny. Um, I love the creature design if Mm. you want to call her that. And I loved the camera work in this movie a lot. Um, I thought they had a lot of fun with it. Um, This movie screams fun. Like the, just everything about it. Just, it seems like a good time. Um, I love, I'm not, I won't go too deep, but um, I love when she's, the creature is chasing her out of the basement and she gets out of the, like, the window and you just see her in the mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i love when once they committed to showing the creature they really just didn't hold back anymore they they didn't keep trying to hide it or go in and out of like you know hiding parts of it or like trying to keep it a mystery like once they showed it they showed it the rest of the movie and i thought that was cool um i do have a couple problems with it but i, I do think that the movie is going to get a prequel for sure it's got to right like it's got to show what happens with this guy in the basement it's like they're gonna give it the pearl treatment i feel like they have to right so it's just gonna be richard brake raping a bunch of women (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) no but they've done this for a long time and my question is is like if they've housed like this many kids if they were like doing this much incest where are all the other kids at like where are all the other bodies at um they don't explore that so do they get out do oh i think i think she ate them possibly who knows and the community like knows about this person this house they knew that these people were living under there more than just the homeless man i think i think that the cops showed you could write it off as like it's a bad neighborhood and cops don't respond in that kind of neighborhood and they don't trust people in that neighborhood so they didn't want to investigate further but i think a part of me like also suspects that more people know about this house than like just the homeless man Including the girl that just works at the, you know, the film distribution place or whatever, like the documentary place. Like you could chalk it up to like her is just like, oh, that's a bad neighborhood. Be careful. 
but I have a feeling like the residents Ooh. might know more about this house. Go ahead, Ian. Tatooies, the ghost feet. Um, <laughs> there, there was um, talk about the like urban legend um, kind of thing. So um, yeah, I feel I, like she probably knew about that. Yeah, like I feel like there's more to the world than than just what they gave off. And um, I don't know. I'm interested. If if they just keep it at this, I think it's a good solid entry. Um, I kind of hope they don't make another yeah. one, but I can see them totally doing it. So we'll do see you, what happens. Do you think that the reason that Bill Skarsgård was there? Do you think that he that he knew of no. this? No, I think it was completely from misdirection, which I loved. Yeah, um, to think that he's like some kind of murderer or he's like uh, a serial killer, and then just he's not. Yeah, because, like, he's just he's just a guest at the Airbnb. Yeah, because the whole Fuck time, spoilers, by the way. Fuck. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll. No, it's on it's on HBO <laughs> Max. If you haven't <laughs> watched it, yet, out. You. Just out though. so we'll go ahead and uh, post some kind of spoiler thing on the the Twitter thing or whatever. But um. Yeah, I feel like that the misdirection stuff was good because everybody says go into it blind, but um, I thought going into it blind, like I thought that Skarsgård was going to be the bad guy, but I didn't know like to what extent would be the twist, right? Like what he was doing. I thought that was going to be the reveal that everybody was like, you know, go into it blind, you don't know what, but it wasn't, it was cool. Well, and also I think that having him top build kind of does the whole, you know, Drew Barrymore scream thing. Mm. Where you have someone that's top build, he's in the first ten minutes of the movie, and then he's gone. I also love the smart characters, and the writing was very smart. Her mm, taking a picture of the ID, her opening the door and being like, "Nope," <laughs> and walks away. I loved all that. Like, I thought it was clever writing. I thought uh, not leaning into the trope so hard was very cool. Um, him making the tea and then like pronouncing yeah. that you know yeah there, probably should drink this blah, blah blah yeah there's those very like precise moments where he's like well you might want some wine so i would like you to see me open this bottle yes. of wine and what's yes. great about that whole writing is that like the whole time it has you on is like he is a bad guy and he is doing this to subvert the character's expectations mm -hmm. but in reality they're subverting our own expectations it's really cool no you sleep in the room with the locked door that's mm -hmm. okay yeah i you yeah. know is this just like gonna be a barbarian episode? <laughs> i think we could easily do that uh, but yeah uh, it was good, good i really enjoyed it any other thoughts on barbarian or are we we moving on that was good oh with uh continuity purposes i am wearing a new jersey uh it's toronto maple oh, leafs yes. uh and a uh i got sweats on toronto maple leaf sweats it's the only reason i'm wearing the jersey Nice. You Canadian shill. Yes. Um, but we're not here to talk anymore about Barbarian. We are here to talk about 2021's VHS 94. Now, if you haven't seen 4 to 93, it's okay. You're not missing much. Um, Wait, you love Viral, right? Didn't you really like Viral? The the joke is four to ninety three because oh, this is ninety four. Yeah, no, gosh, I'm sorry, I ruined that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> it I'm wasn't sorry. a. It was not a good joke. Anyways, VHS ninety four is an American found footage horror. I don't know why they say American because there's 
at least one Canadian and one um, person from Indonesia, I think, Thailand. Indonesia. Uh, Indonesia, yeah. Um, this is the fourth installment in the VHS franchise. Uh, the film originates from a screenplay written by David Bruckner and Brad Miska, um, with segments directed by franchise returnees Simon Barrett and Timo Tejanto. Um, that being said, uh, David Bruckner and Brad Miska ended up uh, taking their stories out of it, um, and a couple other people jumped on in. Uh, when this released on Shudder, it it had become their biggest uh, movie premiere ever with, quote, record-setting viewing numbers, um, which wouldn't be broken until the release of VHS 99 this year, which now stands as Shudder's biggest movie premiere ever. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, so, Kyle, we will be going off of your ranking today, but before we get into rankings, um, Kyle, hit me with your initial impressions. Where'd you watch it? Um, I do believe you sent a photo in the Discord, but if I'm incorrect, um, would you purchase it? Join our Discord on the link in our Twitter bio, and you could watch all the random photos I post of millions of movies I buy. Uh, so I did buy the physical release on Blu-ray, got it from Zia Records, shout out, and I liked it. Um, I'm starting to get fatigued though, gentlemen, and I feel like the classic saying, um, how's it go? You, you could always have like too much of a good thing. Exactly. And I'm starting to like really feel that right now. Um, I also feel like this movie um, really misses out on the opportunity to solidify itself as like a 90s VHS. It doesn't really have a lot of 90s things in it. Like taking out the uh, camera crew and the Ratman, uh, the Storm Drain episode in the beginning and just everybody dressed like they're in the 90s or whatever. Take out that one episode, you would never even know this takes place in the 90s which I think is a missed opportunity. Like, your movie's called 94. Like, you capitalize on it being a 90s VHS film, and I just don't think it does that very well. But um, overall, I thought the stories were good, and um, it was entertaining, and uh, I'm glad I have it in my collection. But uh, it's, it's definitely down on the list for VHS films for me. Ian? um hashtag not legal um man you mean legal or turning it wait late not legal oh yeah you're right illegal <laughs> i'm so used to watching illegal movies or hashtag not movies. hashtag wait. not illegal not hashtag illegal. not not illegal pretty sure that's why i said um but yeah uh, i own it uh, I'm going to own all of the VHS movies. I love the franchise. Um, watching this one last year after watching uh, VHS viral and hating it um, probably six years ago before that um, was like kind of a blessing, um, I would say. It's a bit of a step up for sure. Um, I'm glad that they brought back the quality. Um, and um just qu quality in terms of like um 
equipment and in terms of uh, a crew, a quality crew. Um, I feel like this one is just better made. I mean, it, it obviously is better made than viral, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great entry. Um, I think I like it more than VHS one. Definitely not more than VHS two. Um, but yeah, it's solid. It's very solid. Uh, this film for me is tied with VHS two. Um, I think this one leans a little higher up as favorite in the franchise. Um, I I don't own it on Blu-ray actually, which is a travesty. I need to do that. But uh, I did watch this. I use. I still have my uh screener from Shutter. Um, don't you have Shutter? You could have just watched it on Shutter. <laughs> I do, but I still have my screener copy. <laughs> Flex. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you do. That, you do. <laughs> I I don't think that there's one bad story in in here at all um i think that the reach around is a little weak um but i think that the visuals in it uh do a fantastic job of of uh making me enjoy it more yes um i believe you said this was your favorite one my favorite one point. your favorite uh reach around uh it is but it's still weak oh um i i think that uh i feel and I don't I don't know if we really want to get in if we want to get into the ending of it real quick, I, I can, but I think that it's a little the the final piece of the framing device I think is too rushed. Um I agree and with it's that. definitely, definitely overwritten very much. Um but uh, if you guys are cool with it, I think we should just jump right into uh into the rankings. So there are five stories here so kyle you want to hit us with your number five number five um holy hell the reach around is my number five um this is my least favorite reach around of all the vhs films um i do think it has some cool visuals um but it doesn't push the needle forward for the overall like vhs lore like the other ones do in interesting ways in my opinion which is kind of hard to do considering it's a prequel. So it's not all the stuff that you learn in the other feature rounds are going to come after this anyway. So the development makes sense in that way, but I, it just doesn't bring anything new to the table. And, uh, the only thing that I guess I could say is that it was interesting to see that there's other people trying to push the agenda of this, overlord i guess of vhs things that's trying to take over the world because that's what it seems like it's trying to do at this point um so it is some kind of like huge cult thing that was neat but overall this one didn't do much for me um that's really all i have to say about that ian this is my number four so for the first time ever it's not last the reach around is not last um it was fine uh, I just feel uh, like they should have gone less since this is a prequel. Um, it would have made more sense to me that um, they just went less on this, less on this one. Uh, I think it was a little too much. Good. Less in what way? What um, less in the in the lore department. I mean, they could have they could have 
gone more in the lore, but less in production, I think, um, since VHS 1 is just uh, a group of people going in like a house um, instead of this like gigantic warehouse that has like a, a hangar full of airplanes and a studio and a movie theater. Like, um, I don't know, it just it just felt like too much for a prequel. Uh, I have this at number five as well, mainly due to the writing. Uh, like I said, I, f- I feel like it's uh, very much overwritten. But that being said, I think that this is kind of, um, I think this is a really good setup for the lore and kind of the whole canon of the idea of these films existing. Um, you can look at it as... Uh, the dude from VHS one, which I believe was played by Larry Fessenden, but I could be misremembering. Um, so you have that dude and you have Kyle from the second one, you know, I, I think that it's, to me, it's interesting to think that they found out about this cult or this idea behind these killer tapes based on this quote, far out fetish film cult that, that distributes these movies. So I think this is a really good setup and that actually that makes me a little more mad at vhs 99 uh but we don't have to get into that right now um so kyle what hold on is hold on i want to continue with this conversation so do you think that this uh cult or plague of whatever this is do you think it started with VHSs? Because that only happened in the late 80s. Or do you think that there was some other form of media that was transferring this thing before? Like, is there like a VHS medieval times? That's what I like, was hoping for. Or, or if there's like a, a phonograph. Yeah, or fucking scrolls or fucking, you know, cave writings on walls. Like, do you think that there's like something that could be transferring this power source around prior to prior to the VHS or did it originate with that? I kind of want to believe that this could be anything. I know, right? It could. Yeah. I mean, these are essentially stories in history in the VHS cinematic universe. So um, I think they can go as far back as they want. But did this generation just come across them and find them through the VHS? Did this overall being just start this thing through the VHS? Because that's how they can get like it in front of the most people or like, was this entity of sorts trying to push this agenda before this form of media existed? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So there's an overall entity that's like pushing the agenda of yeah. diluting people's minds in this yeah. VHS world. Like why, like why would it have just started with the VHS is what I'm saying. If it, yeah. if, if they were around before that, right? Like, so it's kind of like the Bagul. I think we'll find our answer when we go to uh, VHS uh, 1742. I want to see, <laughs> dude, I, I want to see like VHS in like Salem Witch Trials or like oh VHS in medieval times or, you know what I mean? Like, but how would that, how would that work? You know, the title sure. wouldn't, wouldn't work. Oh, it well, would it, be like um, books or um, like scrolls. What is that? The merch, merch, uh, dang it. Brennan, what's that one movie on Shudder? It's uh, it's an anthology film. It's uh, kind of newish. Mortuary. Mortuary. Mortuary collection or something? Yeah. Mortuary. It could, yeah. 
it could be like that where someone's like sitting down around a campfire telling stories and like diluting people's minds that would like hit like hip, like hypnotizing yes and then it just goes to the actual story like through visions that would be cool let's pitch it I, yeah <laughs> you know let's, let's, let, yeah let's cut all of it <laughs> oh shit okay uh kyle number four my number four is the empty wake um i wish this was higher you guys know me i'm a big zombie guy i wish this was higher but um it just didn't do a lot for me the 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 thing i like about previous i will i'll say vhs one and two storylines is there was a big payoff at the end and this one had a good payoff but it just didn't have a good build-up to me like it seemed kind of it seemed kind of flat up until the end, but the end was really cool. Um, I think that the uh, like the effects, even though they were some CG, it looked like really cool. Um, it just, I don't know, man. It it just didn't have, it didn't hold my attention in any like meaningful way um, until like the guy came in, said his thing, and then when she like went to see the doors were locked and chained shut is when it started to ramp up, but but by that time there was only like a minute and a half left in the video and it was like it was just too little too late for me but i think what it did have at the very end was really really cool um and i love how like a tornado just fucking hits the church but um yeah it's my number four Ian? i felt like this one was better written on paper than it was filmed um I feel I feel like this could have been a, a good story instead of a, a good film. Um, it's I I think it needed just some more visuals. The ending is great. I love the zombie dude or whatever like kind of monster he is. How he's like cut his half half his face is cut. Um, it kind of reminded me of a clicker from um, yes yeah Last from the from that from one video game Last Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> <laughs> the from, dlc uh, the dlc yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah it was it, it was fine it was a bit bland but um it was fine uh you didn't give your number oh it was number three for me mm, three three Whew. uh this is my number one hell yeah talk about i it. i i i i said it on the on VHS too, I think. Uh, I I love Simon Barrett. Uh, You're next. Just uh, the guest uh, seance. I just everything that he does, I just fucking munch that shit up. Um, <laughs> I I think that they do a really good job building it up because it, it's obvious that. That the that the dude in the casket, um, whose name I'm forgetting, um, he's already been somewhat reanimated because he's you know bumping and grinding inside the coffin, um, and I like when when that guy shows up and says whatever he says. That's when the body has the, the full power, <laughs> um, and yeah, dude, I the creature design i just think it's so fucking dope in the shot of the other half of his head that's lying on the ground and then at one point the eye just looks up every time that just gets me like right down to my core um yes yeah, so i i'm i'm always gonna 
go to bat for Simon Barrett. I do think to Ian, I think it was your point. This would make an amazing story. I would like, I would love to read like a novelization of, of this story. Um, so yeah, number one. All right. Uh, Kyle number three. My number three is Storm Drain with Ratman. Um, this one is entertaining. It's fun. Uh, I think the characters are cool. My favorite line is when uh, Jeff asks her out for a drink and she goes, Jeff, fuck you. And he goes, copy that. <laughs> so it's just over. It's just, uh, it's yeah. playful. It's funny. Uh, and uh, I I just like the visuals of Ratman. Ratman's an awesome creature. Um, I think they did an amazing job with his design. And uh, there's just, uh, like previous stories so far, um, I just feel like there's not a lot of, I don't know, there's just not a lot of buildup for me. It just kind of like, it's they're trying to tell like a little bit of exposition and then all of a sudden it's just like boom the main thing and then it's over but um i thought that the effects were cool and ratma is an awesome character although i will say i've been going down a rabbit hole on youtube and this was before this like the last like month i've been going down a rabbit hole of watching uh mole people videos like people that live i'm not dude i'm obsessed with it for some reason like people that live in sewers and underground tunnels and shit under like las vegas new york like all over the city it's fucking crazy they have like these documentaries on youtube and so like i, I immediately thought of this for some reason and like that first homeless guy that she comes across i'm like why is he in like an all black face like why is he all like dirty that i was like it's just like, those mole people don't live like that i was like trying to like represent oh, wow <laughs> kyle <laughs> standing up for the mole people. i'm standing up for the mole people but um no it, it was a cool story uh ratma obviously he's like the poster boy of vhs 94 now and and, and deservingly so he's an awesome character yeah. uh and yeah that's my number three Wow, so they needed like a history checker on that. Uh, that <laughs> they needed down there. They needed some real dramaturgy. Work they should there. have emailed me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is my number two. Storm drain. Storm drain. I love it. Um, I love the xenomorph rat. It's fantastic. Love the acid drool or whatever it is. Um, oh, I, I didn't even talk about the end. Yeah, Sorry, the, the whole the like thing. coming out of the uh, the the sewage whatever it's called drain sewage drain yeah the sewage drain to reveal himself as the ratma that was fantastic um this one felt the most 90s to me um i love the news reports um they were very entertaining uh it just from start to finish this was a very um entertaining and fun story i think um yeah, everything seems very authentically 90s and um just very well done all the uh, aesthetics um or the the prosthetics are uh, very good. I love Ratma and um, yeah. This sits at a at a number two for me as well. Um, Hail Ratma, as always. Uh, first, I Kyle, where you're obsessed with mole men videos. Um, I love rewatching the Adult Swim infomercials 
you know, mm-hmm. for things like the broom shakalaka, unedited footage of a bear, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the addition of the Veggie Masher commercial, which was written and directed by someone else, uh, who not Jennifer Re- or uh, whoever did this one. Um, I, I love the Veggie Masher. It's I I think that it's such a brilliant addition to this story. Now, Kyle, when I was watching this, the first thing I thought was. Uh, I promised Kyle that VHS 94 would be different. And the first thing that they start off with is a mockumentary. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to hate this. Um, that, that's the first thing I thought. The mockumentary is fine. Are you talking about like the news thing? Yeah. yeah I mean, it was all f- filmed from a camera, though, and put onto a VHS tape. Yeah. So that's yeah, the way it looked was fine. And actually, just to go back, sorry, to the empty wake I really like the camera work in that because when the camera was pointing down from her um, on her side when she was sitting on the chair, mm-hmm. I threw up the red flag. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, there's no camera because I thought the cameras were still positioned, but she was carrying it to give light. And so when she picked it up, I was like, OK, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But, sorry. But yes, no, thank you for notice or thank you for thinking of me in that. But uh, I didn't have a problem with it. OK, I the exact Good. same thing. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I was, yeah, I was fine with it. I was cool with it. Um, as you guys both said, the creature design of Ratma is absolutely gorgeous. I, I appreciate in this one the um, the wanting to fall back more on practical rather than uh, digital. Um, there is an issue with that in one of the, the stories later on, which I'm sure we'll cover, but I, I just really enjoy the the practicality of this, and it it feels real and dirty and grimy and slimy, and I, I it's great. Um, yeah. What was that? That was your number three. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're writing time. Yes. I I've kept a tally of every single one of our VHS rankings. Nice. That's cool. Um, Kyle, hit us with your number two. My number two is the subject. Um, the first half of this is not great to me. I think it's hard when a lot of it, the majority of the segment takes place with a man talking to the camera. You have to have somebody with very good acting because like, he's taking up the frame the entire shot and you have to rely solely on his performance for your entertainment. And I think he did a good job, but it just wasn't for me um, until it turned into a 90s video game, Doom. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it went full-on first person. The entire scene from when she was trying to escape the facility was done really well. Everything down to, like, every time she would take a shot or a hit, her battery level would go down a little bit and everything. I just thought that was really cool. Um, I thought the visual effects, um, even though they were CG, um, I didn't mind them. I thought they they were awesome. I thought the kills were cool. Um, I liked that uh, she even had like a redemption moment where her and that one guy tried to get out together, and he or and she saved him from the other like experiment. Um, my favorite part of it though was a little bit before the escape scene when she was just walking around looking at all the other experiments. And like that girl was on the table and, you know, she she put her down and stuff. I thought that whole scene was really, really cool. And everything looked visually like awesome. Uh, 
for mostly the visual effects alone and kind of the um like the end sequence i had to put this down as my number two wow i'm surprised all right ian <clears throat> this is my number five and uh, i'll tell you why uh it completely takes the aesthetic that the other ones have like the filter um away and it took me out of the movie completely um i think that it just didn't belong in vhs 94 um but other than that i love it like it's it's a fantastic short um i love the creature design i love everything about it it just took me out and um i just don't think it should have been in 94 if it wasn't going for the aesthetic that all of the other ones had but uh the the creature design fantastic i love I, I love the acting i wish it was the other dude from uh the jerk off uh competition and the uh safe haven i wish it was that dude but um no this guy was fine um i did i love the uh the reveal um of the the main character in the first person shooting and in the, the mirror the whole, yeah in the mirror that, that was, was cool awesome. yeah um and she was like touching her her face or what's like now a, a machine um yeah, it was just it was super fucking cool. Um if 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 it had the aesthetic that the other ones had, this would be my like number one or two, but it just took me out and then places you back into the to the nineties setting. So And when she gets knocked out and she like uh gets woken back up and it does the camera because her face is still there under the machine yeah. and it does like the blue light and it lights up her face and then it goes back into the first person. I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, that was badass. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, this sits at number three for me. Uh, I think what's always impressive about Timo Tejanto, uh, he makes things feel really big. Like the, and I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm talking literally, um, you know, the house, the mansion in Safe Haven, this warehouse. I mean, he, 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 from what I can tell, he likes expansive locations, and I really like how he works within those locations. Um, Ian, I will definitely agree with you. The 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 camera quality is a bit too nice. Like all they had, to, all they had to do was throw some film grain on there, and that I think that would have that would have hid a lot of the lesser um, CGI uh, moments. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of my problem with the magician one in viral. Is it looked too clean? It looked mm -hmm. too non found yeah. footagey. Yeah, but it, it this this is this this uh story is fucking dope. Uh, I love the kills too. Oh yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have seen Frankenstein's Army, but this movie really reminds me of that with like these just weird human steampunk creature hybrids. Um, it's just that. Uh, yeah, the design on this is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Is that I, a favorite kill from this dude, I, not, I don't know if I have a favorite kill per se, but like I will say I actually chuckled. Like this the, the thing made me chuckle in just excitement when she had like the metal stub and then she finds like the Mega Man gun on the ground. She like <laughs> mm -hmm. catches it in. I was like, that is so cool. I was like, that's badass. I thought it was cool. I yeah, do, uh, do you guys have a favorite kill or a favorite creature from this story? From the story? Oh, creature. It's got to be the double blade 
guy. He's probably my favorite creature. Um, he also does my favorite kill, which is uh, having the uh, blades across that uh, one dude's, the one cop's neck, lifting him up and then slicing his head off. I thought that was amazing. Even though the, the blood graphics and everything wasn't the greatest, it was still a really good idea. And um, I love that kill. Hashtag pigs with wings. Uh, Kyle? <laughs> We're going favorite kill. Or favorite creature, or both. Favorite, like, mechanical um, creature, or kill. I kind of just like when she uh, is uh, she's bashing the other uh, creature's head and, like, rips the brain out to kind of, like, turn the like machine off. Yeah. I thought that part was cool. Yeah, my favorite creature is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I mean, that's why I brought it up, right? <laughs> I knew. I just somehow knew. Uh, okay, so this brings us down to numero uno. So we have Kyle. the same number one. Deservingly so. Uh, number one is terror. Um, this is one of my favorite segments in all the VHS films, I think. Um I think the way it plays with your expectations is very cool where you are expecting it to just like the bad guys to be this like religious radical fucking crazy mob of like hicks that live in the fucking south or country or where the fuck they live. And it turns out they're fucking vampire hunters. (laughs) They're trying to save the country. And uh, I just thought that was really neat because I was like, ah, this is like too fucking like generic in the beginning i was like radical religious hicks cool and they were just often people but then when they were talking about the sunlight and then they did the experiment on the rabbit injected the vampire blood in the like the rabbit and it just started to pick up more i i love the twist um visually i think the vampire looks cool i love when it comes out of the darkness and you can see like half its face and then it goes back in um i want a whole movie of this I want a movie of these fucking redneck motherfuckers hunting vampires, dude. Like, I just thought it was a cool idea, and uh, I think it was done well. I thought that the kills were were cool. I'm glad they didn't shy away from, like, the uh, shots in the head. And uh, it didn't look like CG, but it might have been. But I I just thought visually it was cool. Um, I thought a lot of the the dialogue was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, it was just good. I enjoyed it. I think this one had, this is my number one as well, Um, but I think it had the best aesthetic for what they were going for. Um, I agree with that. It felt very late 80s, early 90s home video, Um, and I think this might have actually been shot on one of those uh, camcorders, or whatever they called them back in the day. I don't know. I wasn't alive. But, (laughs) Um, yeah, I actually didn't... um, acknowledge this as a zon- or a, a vampire uh i i thought it was just a a brand new monster with with new lore and uh that's kind of why i liked it a lot um it seemed to me like a just a very unique monster um of course it has some similarities to a vampire with the with the sunlight but i thought that bringing uh like an explosion into the equation was very dope and for this uh group of redneck militia christian whatever they were um the christian group um to like use that as a weapon to bring down the uh the whole um 
government was uh was really cool and like kyle said i, I wish this was its own movie that would um i would watch that 100 percent. uh so this is my number four and again this is why i had such a hard time ranking because i i like the parallels to the oklahoma city bombing when they mention you know the uh the the daycare that's in the building um, I thought that was interesting. I know that this one is kind of um, based on, you know, Waco as well. That's what the the filmmaker was saying. Um, it's just, it, they're obviously, it, in, in the description, it has them down as a white supremacist um, extremist group. So I just think that it's kind of muddy as to whether, it, granted, they are vampire hunters. You know, they're collecting these vampires, but... I my thought is that they are also a white supremacist group that's just planning to blow up a government building and they're using the blood from the creature to do so. Yes. My assumption was that the vampires led this building that they were trying like they like my assumption was that they weren't using it to harm people that they were using it to like affect the other vampires because they were talking about the position of the building and the windows and like the sunlight not hitting certain sides of the building and so i just assumed that they were going after other vampires i could be wrong i don't know if that's no, the I, truth but, I, and, and that's where um, i have an issue with it because i i think you're right i just don't think that they did because because of the mention of the daycare upstairs they're going to be killing human babies unless they're vampire babies but again there's there's really no the the script is kind of muddled with i think yeah i think what I they're trying what to tell yeah yes so I, in the beginning they mentioned uh something about eradicating the black cancer that's yeah. um been yeah. plaguing the <laughs> america um so do you think that was the obvious um answer or was it um the vampire people i think it's kind of both <laughs> i guess this goes back to brendan's point is like they're not really elaborating you know, elaborating well. on it yeah but i i, I think that kind of makes sense though because you don't know they're he's a vampire or a monster until the end so i think it's trying to misdirect you maybe in a sloppy way yeah. um what do you guys think about slater being in this this segment um Wait, who? he was the cop that brought him the yeah the guns, cop that right? brought him the guns is the cop that yeah. dies at the end of holy hell oh yeah i didn't put that together i i didn't know they mentioned um you were in the last uh short or whatever what, yeah. you were in the last tape i think that's what the the two women said gotcha gotcha I don't have a comment, Ian. <laughs> I mean, it was just in there. I think I think it was. I didn't find out until right now, so I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> I think it was a little sloppy on that part, but it's cool that they have um, another character like um, intertwining with the other stories. I think I think that's cool, but I just think it was done in a bit of a sloppy, sloppy way. Has that been done in the V chases yet, or is that the first time? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, it's the first time, right? I mean, I guess you can maybe count viral with the girl in the. They, 
Maybe, that really, they right? they do it a little bit in 99 but up to that point yeah that, that i think that is the first yeah that would have been the first um gotcha well i'm i'm very happy with this list um the, for the most part i think we all the majority of our numbers kind of matched up and i i always like when that happens um but before we get into our final thoughts and the official ruminations of Ratma rating, we are going to plug your ear holes with a message from our overlord at the Ratma Radio Network. We'll be right back. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> and we are back fully drained of stories and piss um that was a good story Kyle. yeah for <laughs> you were there for the beginning so we are now into final thoughts and ratings um kyle since we went with your rankings let's get your final thoughts first um, I think this is a fun VHS, definitely better than viral. I just don't think the quality of the stories um, hold up compared to VHS 1 and 2 to me. Um, I would place this in my third spot if I'm ranking the VHSs so far. Um, I think it's a worthy entry. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm glad I own it. But I just don't think the stories hit as hard as the first two films. So I have to put it as my number three. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a three and a half no star or no heart okay Ian are we ranking the VHS's right now well I mean I did I that that just wasn't it's up to you I will do the same uh I'm gonna put this at my number three I think I originally said um second uh, at the beginning of the episode but I like how raw and original the the first VHS is even though it's still my number two I, I think that it's it was new at the time so um this is a very solid entry uh, I think there's uh I think it's um well written to be uh well I think the entries are well written to where someone can get something out of this I think there's a story for at least one person if you were in like a group of 10 I feel like everyone could pick out their favorites um and I think it's a lost a, a little bit of that magic, but I think it's it's I, I still love the franchise. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half and a heart with a heart. OK, plus three point five. OK, um, well, you guys already know where I stand. This is my died with VHS two for my favorite, possibly still beating it. I'm I would need to go rewatch VHS two again before I make that statement um i'll just flat out say it right now my number here is very biased and based on nostalgia and pure entertainment factor and love for the franchise can you i'm not trying to cut you off sorry i know you're in like the thick of it i'm gonna change mine to a three star no heart oh you did you did that because wanted, you know I how wanted it. to leave off on a good I wanted to leave off no 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 I wanted to leave off on a positive note not me changing it the last minute because I know you love it you were doing that just because you knew Sorry. how high I was going to rank this 
I did not want to overtake. No, I did not want to overtake your positive rating. I, I didn't want to overshadow it. So I wanted you to have the last, the last word. That's fair. I, I'm just, That's fair. I appreciate I wanted that. you to have um, the last word. Yeah. This, uh, this movie came to me at a perfect point during the pandemic. Um, and I was, I'm, I'm glad that this film got made. I'm glad that this new reboot of yearly based um, VHS films are going to be kind of the new Saw franchise with one coming out every Halloween. Uh, so that being said, I'm going to give this a 4.5 and a heart. Uh, which bring four yes, which brings the score and I guess technically we are going to have to round down to a like a three point six 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 repeating, which which is closer to five. Unfortunately, um, so this film gets a three point five and a heart. I'll take the heart. I don't think I said I would give it a yeah, no, I no again four point five is an overly biased um is an overly biased I don't think it's biased. I don't think it's biased. I think you I mean you dig the movie. You did. Yeah, I, I just I I mean the Simon Barrett stuff's a little yeah, biased maybe. You know, and I I I just think <laughs> that me saying that cuz this film isn't, you know, it's not technologically amazing, you know, there's there's a lot better films that I think but it's yeah. It is whatever. Um sorry, I'm just I'm just uh vamping now until Ian gets back. Um vamp, vamp, vamp. So this is your favorite VHS? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Cool. So can you rank your VHSs yes. real quick? Um just for the record. 94, 2, 1. Uh 94, 2. Don't just rank the oh, ones that we've, we've seen, seen so, so far. far. Okay. Uh 94, 2, yeah. 1 viral. 94, 2, 1 viral. Cool. So now it's time for something else, something fun, something that's not fresh or rotten. Uh, it is What's in the Box? The game where my co hosts must guess the letterboxed average rating based on me reading the letterbox description of the film. If they guess within 0.5 of the average rating, they will be awarded a point, a secondary point is possible if they are able to guess the star rating with the highest amount of user scores. Letterboxd is a movie database where users can log and rate the films they watch and follow like-minded cinephiles. How was that? Good job. Good job. <laughs> was Great that job. verbatim? Just amazing. Is that summary pinned? Yeah, it's pinned. No, dude, I'm just, I just got that Rain Man mind. Rain Man mind? Rain <laughs> Sure, act like <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, sorry, I was just writing down my scoreboard. What did you do? Okay, there? number one. Are we ready? And are we doing uh, three or four or five? Point three, point four, point five. We'll let you determine that right now, Brendan, because we're still experimenting. I think. How, uh, do you want to do point four? Point five. Point four. I feel like point four is a good middle ground. Point four. Okay. 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 Sure. 
not a fan for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and number one. A group of five college graduates rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus which attracts the unwanted attention of the homicidal locals. Knowing Ian, this is... Or knowing uh, Brennan, this is like Cabin Fever 7 or something. Ooh, so, Cabin Fever it's gotta be Cabin 7. Fever, right? Resurrection <laughs> of the Squanch. Um... <laughs> Can I get that last sentence, um, please? It's all one say... sentence. A group of five local, a group of five college graduates rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus, which attracts the unwanted attention of the homicidal locals. Homicidal locals. I'm gonna say two point six. I just don't know this movie. Um, I'm gonna go with three. You are both correct, and you Three both point. get a point. Guess within the point four. <laughs> wait, wait, is that what we're? What's you, the wait? What? Wait. No, no, uh, the, uh, it's the the second point yeah. is for the decade. Um, the, the decade. Oh, yeah, oh, we, we're so we're doing decade and not which one has the highest star rating. Yeah, I forgot to change the pin. That's my fault. I forgot to change the pin. Sorry. Uh, well, okay, you guys are going to get all of these then. Um, okay, guess Hots. the decade. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say this sounds very odds. Odds. Uh, all right, you're both you're both right. You both get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, I, can I guess the exact date? Yeah, yeah right. You know, <laughs> how about we guess the exact okay. date for next? How about point? instead of guessing the decade for this one, since you're all gonna know the decade, yeah. um, guess the year. Guess the, guess the yeah. year. Two thousand two. 2004. I don't have to redo my scoreboard. One, one. Um, all right, uh, Kyle, <laughs> you are correct. It is 2002. Eli Roth's oh. Cabin Fever. Um, oh, okay. So this is just Cabin Fever. Yeah. So good times. All right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking lame. <laughs> We've already done this one. Um, um, we did it on Fresh or Rotten. We haven't done it on What's in the Box. That's true. All right. you're, you're uh, number two. Are we ready? Are these all odds, by the way? Okay, yeah, are these yeah, all right. cabin fever sequels again? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'm twice ready. in a row. Um, See whatever. A high school prom faces a deadly threat: a flesh-eating virus that spreads via a popular brand of bottled water. Oh. Three point three. 3.3. I think that's on the dot. On the dot. Oh, yeah. Rain Man over here. Um, I'm going to get 3.0. 3.0? Yeah. Ooh, you are both incorrect. No points awarded this round. It is at a 2.1. It is 2009's Cabin Fever 2 Spring Fever. <laughs> <laughs> also we didn't well because you were both wrong <laughs> we don't go to the second round oh, okay. okay gotcha we don't go to the second round i think we should get the second like we should still so in in what's in the back we should uh get a second okay. question okay. no matter fair. what fair. so we're yes yeah, yeah. so we always can up, okay. earn up to us gotcha. all right 
Number th- Can we for six. Number three. Are we ready? A spider's in twangle. Made of a word. Okay. Uh, a group of friends head to a deserted Caribbean island for a per- for a surprise overnight bachelor party, only to discover that the island isn't deserted. It's actually the home to a secret medical facility. Not only that, there's something wrong with the water surrounding the island. <laughs> oh, but like, why? I wonder what this one is. Why? Okay, I'm going to guess... I actually think this is Fantasy Island. 2.2. I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's got to be around the twos. Low twos. High ones? No. High ones. Kind of rare. 2.1. 2.1. You are both correct. So we might have to do the point three. You, well, you still both would have got it because it is... A one point nine. Um, I will. Oh, I, I will. I will tell you. Ian, Ian and I know our letterbox, man. I'll, uh, I'll tell you the title <laughs> and tell me the year. The title is. That's so. Wait, no. We guess guess the year and then the title. Okay. Yeah, he's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, year uh two thousand nine. I'm going to guess, I think this is Fantasy Island, and I'm going to guess 2021. You are both wrong. It is 2014's Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. All right, well. We are doing Decade next time. I'm just saying. Who knows that? <laughs> so, just saying. We're doing, we're doing the Decade next time. Well, it's implied that the Decade is the year you're, cho- you're chosen. Right, right, but the year, to guess the exact year is way harder than guessing a 10-year gap. So yeah, we both got it wrong anyways. But we would have got it That's right. That's not fun. Technically, no, we wouldn't have. Okay. Last episode. Last episode, we did decade, and you guys both didn't get every every question right. Actually, Ian, I'm pretty sure you got them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Just saying. All right. Number four. Go ahead. Brian. Are we ready for the last and final? What's the score? Uh, Kyle three, <laughs> Ian two. This is insane. Two. I yeah. That's, that's you want to guess a year? In this. <laughs> no, the, the year is like implied that you're guessing for that decade, right? I understand it is implying that, but it's still harder to get the point that way. It's it's harder to get the point. Okay. Good. Well, see, ahead, because I you guys would know which. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this grisly remake. <laughs> so so in the future. So so in the future, I would say. Pick a series of movies that aren't all in the same decade. Or that's why I picked that, the 60s, no, that, 70s, that's uh, 90s, thousands. That's like fair. Guess. Um, okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. In this grisly remake of the 2002 horror hit, five college chums, <laughs> five college five. chums rent an isolated woodland cabin for a party, but their fun quickly ends when the group is exposed to a hideous flesh eating virus and survival becomes the name of the game. Did you just repeat the question one again? <laughs> it sounds like question one. Um, I'm going to go with... Two. 2.7. I think this is uh, Cabin Fever 12. 
the grudge song. No. Two point nine. Um, I'm gonna go. Kyle, did you you changed it to two point nine? Two point five. Two point seven. Oh, 7. Okay. Two point five. So two point five. Unfortunately, you are both incorrect. It is. <laughs> it is a one point six. Um. Can we guess the year? And I promise I will change it next time. Guess on the decade. Uh, it is the 2010s. 2010s, yeah. You are both... 2016, specifically. I'm going to guess... 2017. 20... 2016. What was the last one? 2014? Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess 20... 18? I'm going to guess 2017. Yeah, 20... I'm, I'm going to shoot it to 2018. 2016. 2016. 2017 is a good guess. You're graduated. Ian, what'd you say? 2017. 2016 for me. Jesus Christ. Okay. You got us right. You were doing decade. You you both got the decade. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) We both the year's 2016. On the year. Oh my god. So that means Kyle takes the round. Oh, that was a 2016's cabin fever. Yeah. So we got Brennan at one for the year and Kyle at one, Ian at zero. No. Did you guys tie? Yes. So yeah, it's Ian did. one, Brennan one, Kyle one, right? Oh, that's yeah. good. Snake out. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, this has been another, another. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Ratma. The far out fetish film cult of the Ratma radio network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Twitter at of red rum. That's O F red rum. Our Ratma is available on Apple podcasts, Spotify and, and Amazon music among more, which you can find additional information on the ruminations of red rum dot transistor dot FM. That's a mouthful. I was trying to go, I was trying to go fast and I fucked it up. Uh, you know, okay. Uh, and make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so we can show up in more people's feeds and build the ruminations of Ratma community. We will continue to cover films that other casts don't, and we would love to hear what you want us to cover next. Uh, please DM us on Twitter or email us at ruminationsofredrum at gmail.com. Our next episode, who knows? Uh, I think we're doing uh, the 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 pretty girls anthology book right yeah the sex we're doing that one sex fetish manga yes yeah we're doing the sex fetish manga um so please catch up on that if you can so you can join us for the discussion that being said i am your host brendan the new blood and with us as always ian with two e's the ghost of ian Michael, we saw your entry. Loved it. Um, keep protecting Alaska from those vampires. Hail Ratma. And Kyle with the gay. As the only person here that was actually alive in 1994, my list is was, the definitive list. I was born in 94. 
Oh, it should be your episode. Hell rap, my folks. my phone oh shit <laughs> i'm proud of you right? um, <laughs> he's, like, he's like can you see my phone he's like we'll be right back from the radio i didn't say oh, my. damn it you did not say did. speaking of i have to take a very big i have to take it must this. be a, it must be a first one i'll go pee i didn't have to but you're going to go.